Welcome to another episode of Polished Gems with your host, Jacinta Martin. Join me as we rediscover our shine by learning how to rebuild with the nine fruits of God's Spirit. Hello, Marquita. Hello, Jacinta. Let me explain what we're about. We talk about how we can develop and improve ourselves, God's Spirit. And I am your host, Jacinta Martin. I am the creator of the podcast, Polished Gems, as well as a blog called Fruitful Gems. I'm also an author and real estate agent in the state of Georgia and a mom. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Sure. I am Marquita Young. I am a mom and wife. I'm a Navy veteran, a writer, published author, owner of Inspire You Gifts, and contributor to Fruitful Gems talking about kindness guys and the blog of focus that we're talking about uh tonight is giving and receiving correction with love and kindness and marquita you wrote this blog can you provide a brief description of what this blog was about all right so in this blog i provided six tips for how we can give and receive correction with love and kindness, breaking down how we can more effectively use and take correction. I also show how important it is to our growth process. So let's dive into correction and everything else, but I want to start here. You share in the blog this particular Bible verse that says, let a righteous man strike me, that is a kindness. Let him rebuke me, that is an oil on my head. My head will not refuse it, for my prayer will still be against the deeds of evildoers. Now, this verse can be found in Psalms 141, verse 5, in the NIV version. Let's talk a little bit about this verse, because at first when I read it, I was like, I'm a little intimidated. What does this all mean? <laughs> so let everyone know more about, well, what is an abuse? Uh, excuse me, what is a rebuke? So we can get a better understanding. All right. So this scripture um, can be a tough one. Right. Um, I don't know about you, but I haven't always been open to rebuke. Right. So I've always been the person that I love feedback and I can take criticism, but not unsolicited. I want the feedback that I ask for. Um, rebuke is receiving unrequested criticism. And there's the hard one to take. Right. It's trying to accept what's being said without having a negative feeling towards the person who said it. And for me, that's kind of been like a little journey because, um, like I said, I want I want feedback when I ask for it. I don't want you just come and give it to me. Right. So being rebuked can be a tough pill to swallow. Um, for me, the struggle with accepting it came from, you know, like childhood lectures I received, all unwelcome talks and the criticism, all the criticism that left me feeling like I wasn't good enough or doing enough, right? That experience in my youth and in my early adulthood made it hard for me to accept feedback um, that I didn't ask for or feel like I needed. Um, I had to change my perspective because feedback is required and necessary, especially if you intend to grow and mature. That makes sense. Thanks for um, defining what rebuke is, because like I said, when I saw that Bible verse, I was I was a little intimidated because <laughs> it's talking about where it distracts me, rebukes me. But mm -hmm. also I realized, um, so for most people, you may or may not know, but King David wrote the book of Psalms. So that's what that Bible verse, he's talking about um, when a righteous man comes to him and actually talks to him. 
is what he's talking about, that that's kindness. I was it uh, Saul, Samuel, uh, one of the prophets actually had to come to him. I think it was after he um, laid down uh, with uh, the woman that he saw on the rooftop, actually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's <laughs> So guys, if, if that's any indication, we're not perfect. <laughs> As human beings, we're not perfect. So sometimes we need a rebuke. <laughs> but let's dive a little deeper and talk about the reasons why we need to be rebuked, right? So go ahead, Marquita, share those with us. So rebuking is simply just correction, right? And it's necessary because it helps us to correct the things we need to promote our growth. Um, now, the scripture says rebuke is like an oil on my head, and it really can be. It is God's grace appearing to show you where you are out of order and how you can do better in the future, right? Um, we must receive rebuke um, because it can be just what we need to move to the next season in our life. Um, rebuke is how we become better people. And once you have been rebuked for something and corrected yourself, you gain authority to offer that same rebuke to those who you see on the same path or headed down the same path as you, right? So you receive the anointing to now anoint the head of someone else, right? And help them to improve and make that correction, right? So that's the beauty in being able to receive rebuke from somebody um, because then you can then turn around once you've overcome that and also extend that to someone else, right? So the Bible says, um, hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye, right? And that's in Matthew 7, 5 from the New Living Translation. Being able to fix areas where you need improvement provides you with the grace to help others fix those areas too. If you go to correct someone, um, if you go to correct someone um, in their like openly rebuke them and you have not corrected where you have maybe um, are dealing with that same thing, then what generally ends up happening is then you are out of line, you're out of order. And majority of the time it's not going to be received. Right. So we have to be um, um, willing to take that rebuke and realize that it's it's a wonderful thing. Um, and then know that we can also provide that to someone else. Gotcha. So based on um, that statement, yes, uh, being rebuked is basically correction and is necessary for our growth. Now, this wasn't in my notes, but let's get a little personal for the people. Um, when have you ever been in a situation where you've been rebuked or, or someone came with correction? Uh, and how did you receive it? as well. So I'm going to go ahead and start and then I'm going to let you answer. Okay. So I actually have, I, I'm constantly, I've actually been rebuked for being too nice. <laughs> for being too nice thing. But that's the thing. Okay. So let me explain. The fruit of God's spirit is kindness. He asked us to be kind, not necessarily nice. I had to learn those. There are two different definitions for those words. Being nice is very different than being kind to someone. Kindness actually extends um, a lot further than being nice. Being nice oftentimes gets you a little trampled on by people. 
they can oftentimes abuse that and use it to their advantage. And the way we can, um, like a person like me can also use it to my advantage is just always showing up. So people are like, yeah, she always shows up for everything and she'll go, she's the go-to yes person. And it's the minute that I say no, they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> but I'm still being kind because I'm being kind by saying, I can't fulfill that in the way that you've seen me before. So I'm being kind to me to say no, but I'm also being kind to you because I'm going to break your heart too, <laughs> but you just don't know it yet. So go ahead, share with me an incident that you may have experienced, Marquita. Um, So I've been rebuked for um, not seeing my value, right? And allowing other people to devalue me. And um, it really was about being confident in the fact that of my knowledge and um, being able to like, I'm a, I'm not a person. I don't like to talk about myself or brag on myself and stuff like that. But then people don't know you're qualified. Right. And they're quick to devalue you or make it seem like what you know or what you have knowledge of doesn't hold value because they don't know your credentials. Right. And you don't know how to brag on yourself or you know, brag on yourself in a um, in a respectful way, right? Not bragging to just be boastful, right? And so um, I've definitely been, have people, you know, like don't allow people to devalue you, show people how you are valuable, right? And then don't continue to try to extend your value to people who don't want it. And that's that was kind of like a big rebuke, like, you know, understand like, where your value is needed, give it where it's needed and take it away when it were from where it's not wanted. Um, and so that was a big one for me to try to work through. That is good for our audience to hear because both of ours were two different ones. But the interesting thing, it, it's on traits that we thought we're, we're doing the right thing on, right? You, you're like, I'm not out here bragging on myself and just being at all extra with it. But you're right. If it's hidden, who knows, right? No right. one knows. And the same with me being too nice. I was I wasn't benefiting nobody um, and everybody all at the same time. <laughs> Just running myself crazy. So guys, um, take a moment. To, uh, this is not in my notes, but I definitely feel it and sense it from the Holy Spirit. Take a moment to jot down things that you've been rebuked for, and then go back to God. Right, because God might need you to look at those things a different way. Ask him, is this a problem? If it is, how can I fix it? Like really be intentional at sitting at his feet because a lot of the things that make up our character, as you heard Marquita and I just say tonight, those have been the things that I was like, but well, it's good to be nice. <laughs> it's good to be nice. Until I saw that I was running myself ragged and about to experience burnout because I'm being nice <laughs> to everybody instead of just kind. So, and Marquita was not sharing with her talent, like the things that God gave her. So it's a thing to share your talent or at least make them known as unto the Lord and when he speaks for her to do it. That's not being boastful at all. That is uncovered. So yeah, so guys, I, I'm so serious. Take a moment to pause this recording, even right here and go look at, or revisit it as well because guys, this is big. God wants you to understand that he made you 
special. He made you wonderful and you're made in his image. So the things that you might be thinking like, oh, okay, I'm cool with that or I'm good in that area. You might need to see it as necessary for your growth and just rethink it and how to implement it. But let's continue, guys. Since our topic tonight is about kindness, please let us know, Marquita, how correction and go hand in hand and can even be used together. So I don't know if you've ever heard the saying that you get more bees with honey, right? And I know that to be true. I have dealt with many angry or rude people <laughs> who were just hard to deal with while I was working in customer service and just in life in general, right? So I found that when I'm friendly, even though they're rude, and when I refuse to get on their level, they have no choice but to adjust to mine or they just leave, right? they don't want to deal with me anymore because I won't get on their level, right? So when we correct others for the things that we see in them that need to change, we have to do it with kindness. You have to come to them with a loving heart and a kind demeanor that will allow the person to receive the correction. Um, they need to be able to receive it within their hearts. And if you come to them wrong, they won't. So like with children, we correct them because of the love we have for them. We want to see them grow, succeed, and develop good and healthy habits, right? Um, so like when I'm talking to my children, I make sure that even though at times I have to correct my kids with a stern voice, that when the conversation ends, they know that I love them and that everything that I do or ask or say to them is done with love and with their best interest at heart. Right. And so one of the first things I do before I try to correct someone is I take a second to see if this is an area that I'm struggling in, because if it is, I can't correct them until I fix it for myself. And then sometimes we notice things in others that we don't see in ourselves. Doing a quick check will keep you from appearing as a hypocrite. Another thing is I pray to God. I ask him to give me the words to say and for him to open their ears to hear it with love and kindness, to open their heart so they'll receive it um, how it was intended, which is without malice. And then lastly, I ask God to open their mind because if they have an open mind, they can accept what I'm saying even at the even at the moment that if they don't agree, right? At the at the very moment. Um, I also ask him to give me the um, the right time and open the window of opportunity for the conversation to take place. When I take the time to include God, then the conversation goes better. So while they may not receive it now, a seed has been planted. And when they're ready, the Holy Spirit will remind them of the conversation we had, right? Or he'll send someone to water that seed and then the seed will grow. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a moment. All right, we're back and let's continue. I love all of these points. You bring up some really good ones, especially about correction and, and love and in kindness, right? And then, but also, I love that you said to check your own heart. <laughs> Are you still dealing with something that you're getting ready to share with somebody else? Yes. <laughs> like, no, oh, go sit down for a minute. Go, go work that out. <laughs> That is something because we can always see the wrong in somebody else, but oftentimes forget to examine the wrong in ourselves before we think we're going to go correct somebody or something. So I'm glad you brought that up. 
and how kindness plays a really big role in how we do that. Because you're right, God does that with me constantly. If I'm out of order and out of line, I'll get a voice that goes, you know, you shouldn't have done that, right? And I'm like, yeah, I kind of knew, but I don't want to admit it. (laughs) Like you said, just like when you talk to your children, right? But the funniest thing is he doesn't do that to embarrass me. He does that to get me, I need you to rethink that. I need you to re-examine what just happened. And then if it's that bad and he needs me to do something about it, that's when I'll just be like, okay, if I'm supposed to actually correct that situation and uh, even if it's with an apology or even if it's go back or redo something, that you open up an opportunity for me to fix it. So, and typically he will. <laughs> so right. be when you ask, you you do receive. Yeah, even when you don't want to. <laughs> even when you don't want to. So I'm super excited about this topic and want to get into the meat of this topic, which are six tips that we want to share with you guys, with our audience tonight, about how you can actually start to do this. Um, how you can actually put this into practice. That's what I'm always excited about with our blog. That's why I'm always excited about with even this podcast that we give you practical tips for the fruit of the spirit. Not just a whole bunch of Bible verses where you're sitting there scratching your head going, I'm still confused. (laughs) No, we make this practical. So Marquita, go ahead, give them these tips. All right, so tip one, you cannot correct someone when you're out of order. Don't be a hypocrite. Right. So, for instance, you can tell your loved one that they need to work on their health, but you need to work also and you're not doing it. You cannot tell somebody to do something that you're not doing or correct them when you still need correction in that area. Right. And then tip number two, correct with love and kindness. Criticism can already feel like a negative thing. So if you deliver it with love and kindness, it's more likely to be received and considered by that person. So, you know, we as people will throw out helpful criticism um, if the delivery makes us feel negative. Right. We'll just be like, okay, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but whatever, you know, if it doesn't feel right. So that's not the outcome that you want somebody who you're giving um, that helpful advice to. Right. You want them to um to know that you are sincere that in what you're giving them in your delivery, that you really do want to see them do better. You really do want them to improve, right? And so it's definitely important that you deliver it and um, your message in the correct way. Now, tip number three, before you go to correct someone, seek God and ask for guidance. Asking God for guidance is opening the door for him to guide the conversation. For him to give you the words that will be best received because he knows his children better than we know them, right? And if you seek him to give you the words to say, you can you can know and they, they'll be received by that person, right? Um, and so you always want to kind of go to him and ask him like, okay, God, guide me and, and let these words be received, right? give you the correct words for that particular person. Then ask God, tip four, ask God to give you the opportunity. Timing is everything. Sometimes the timing is not right. Um, I've started conversations that ended in arguments because the person wasn't in the place to have it. Then I've had conversations that God opened the door 
and it was a natural flow or progression and it was well received right um so if you ask oftentimes he'll bring the conversation to you you won't even have to go to that person i've had conversations with people that it just came up in conversation like regular conversation and then it was like this is the conversation that we need to have and it was a natural progression into it and better received right so he opened that door for me um tip five don't take it to heart if they don't receive the correction you're trying to deliver all you can do is be obedient and give correction where you see it's needed it's not on you if the person doesn't receive it or begins to make those changes right it it's not on you you can deliver the message and then they have to do the work from there right so don't don't take it to heart and then the last tip tip six god will reward your obedience know that god wants us to help each other stay on or get on the right path he doesn't want us to keep that knowledge we have acquired on our journey to ourselves Everything we do in obedience to God is a seed sown. God will reward obedience by allowing that seed to grow and produce a harvest that will supply a need. So, you know, we just just know that anytime you go and have a conversation with somebody that um, is in the will of God that he wants you to do, your obedience is enough. And, you know, and he will reward you for that. I absolutely love those tips, guys. I hope you were taking notes. I hope you were writing it down. If you did not go, um, if you did not get all of that, please be sure to rewind <laughs> this message and write those down because those are really helpful, practical ways to actually put this into action, to put kindness into action when it comes to correction. So Marquita, go ahead and let's leave the people with one final thought. Actually, before you do that, I just wanted to bring back up what she said too about um, God will re reward your obedience. She's right, it's a seed, right? When we do it God's way, it's a seed. I just wanted to go a little further into that, but go ahead and let's leave the people with one final thought. All right, so I'd like, to, I'd like you to think about a time in your life when you have received a word of correction and did not receive it initially, but realized later down the line, just what that person was saying. Think about who may have watered that seed um, within you or how the Holy Spirit brought it back to your remembrance, right? Reflect on your own experience. Reflecting on your own experience will help you to understand why you shouldn't be offended when people don't take your correction or don't react or respond like you hope they would, right? Be content with the fact that you imparted in them the wisdom you received, that you planted the seed of correction, and when it's time, the seed will grow. The seed you have produced for yourself and doing what the Lord requires will produce a harvest in due season. I love that. In due season, guys. Keep that and hold that to your heart um, because, yeah, that God makes good on those promises that in due season a harvest comes so just keep holding on to that and hold on to these words regarding correction and even how you receive it and even how you give it <laughs> as well because there's both sides of the coin right that we have to deal with as well but guys i just want to take a moment and say thank you so much for tuning in to get another episode joining myself and marquita young for another episode of polished gems until next time, guys, keep working on the fruit of kindness, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye, guys.
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Polished Gems. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, head over to fruitfulgems.com. That's F-R-U-I-T-F-U-L-J-E-M-S.com and become a part of our family to receive your free guide, Discovering Your Worth Through the Fruit of God's Spirit. Until next time.